Hello. I, I want to talk about my traveling to Israel. I have done. I have been to Israel three times. And um, uh, I will be reminded of Israel because we are in, uh, in the middle of February and twenty uh, twenty-two, and uh, it's uh, Purim feast in Israel now. Uh, so I remember I was in Purim once in Israel. Uh, but I start to talk about uh, the first time I was to Israel. And uh, I was very sick. Um, my peak uh, was in 2010. Uh, I had very much pain in my body and was weak and uh, have a, a fight with depression and uh, I was very in very bad condition. I had not got my medicine that I have today so uh, I'd be worse and worse and worse but uh, 2010 was the worst year uh, and uh, then in two, 2011 I heard God talking to me and he said that I should travel to Israel and visit Israel and, and I was thinking it's impossible I am in a wheelchair most of the time I can walk but very, I'm too weak I have no strength and all this uh, I had psoriasis that is in my yaunt it's not only on the skin uh, I wake up in the mornings after a night of pain and screaming out in the night I wake up in the mornings and I, my sheet was full of blood. I had a hole in my whole body, even up to my in my face. That was most scary to have it in my face. And, uh, and when I go on the bus, travel with the bus, sometimes people walk away from me when they saw my skin they'd be scared of it and uh, so I, uh, it was very hard when God said I, I need to visit Israel and when he say that is to obey him immediately not wait uh, because then if you wait when you hear from God and you wait that's kick in your own thinking that uh, 
you can't do it and you have no money for that and and everything coming into your mind if you if you don't start immediately and prepare you for to visit Israel uh, for example if God has said that to you and uh, I had no money and I was thinking that I need to know Hebrew languages I thought it was that so the only thing I was thinking it was that I need to go uh, together with a group of people where they have where there is leaders that can speak Hebrew so I I look at internet and uh, and look at traveling Israel uh, in a Swedish group and and suddenly it was there from from maybe in an one hour I saw it and uh, it was a Swedish church group that I know about. They were uh, like famous, so very known. And their leaders, leader, the pastor, main pastor, he had lived in in Israel. So I was very, very sure that that they will take care of me. And but it was not where I lived. I live close to Copenhagen in Denmark, very close there, and they lived on north of Stockholm, our capital city. So first I had to to travel with a train. It's about. Uh, four four hours uh, traveling with a train and uh, then uh, I have I needed to have a hotel and uh, I find a hotel on the airport so I had, had not uh, far away from the airport where we should meet and uh, and then I, but how to make those money? It was much money, and I didn't have that kind of money. But I signed, signed me up for to travel with them. And they say that, do you really have this kind of money? Because we have to uh, pay the tickets for you before you pay in here so you must be sure that you have the money and I had to go with the faith I had to have that kind of faith and knowledge about how God works so I say that I have that money and uh, I didn't have it and uh, then uh, 
it was uh, my daughter's father he was my friend in that time and he said he should take care of my cat I had a female cat and uh, a male cat also and he said he should take care of those cats and come and get them and um, then um, suddenly I got money from the tax I didn't know I had paid too much tax and suddenly I got much money uh, for after six about six years uh, after I had paid too much tax and I don't know how it only it you should never ask and search for it why it happened because that's in in God's uh, way to do things so it's uh, it's only sad if you see that they have some done something wrong those that pay you money so it's only to let it accept it and be happy for what you get uh, like supernatural blessing so I understand today that if God tell you that you should do something in his will then he help you to to could do it I know it now after three times in Israel without any money <laughs> so I know that if it's God in God's will you you can be sure that he make it come true and uh, you have to have that faith from the beginning so uh, and then uh, they uh, told me from from the church that they couldn't uh, book the hotel we should lay in Jerusalem uh, that hotel didn't had all rooms for those days so they have to cut off one day from our traveling we should travel in seven days be in Israel seven days and they have to cut it off one day so suddenly it was much less money and then they say that they change uh, the route uh, we should travel around in with so it be more or less money so suddenly I had all the money I could pay that them for to travel with this group of people and uh, so uh, I met them at the airport and this was a Pentecostal church Christian people that should be so very nice but they they were not nice to me they were like always 
is this that uh, they didn't talk to me and uh, uh, but we uh, we traveled and on the flight I come to sit uh, with a pastor from that church uh, and uh, he uh, opened up um, a Bible, a new Bible. He had, he wrapped it up. It was pretty new, and and I asked him, "Is there, is there any red text in your Bible?" And he said, "No, it was all the words was the same." And I say that the Bible I have. It's a red text where Jesus is talking. Uh, and so that's so much easier to find where Jesus was talking. I said to him, and didn't know that it was something special why I, I talk about the red text. I didn't know what that uh, it should come back to me in a, a special way. So I had the, the pain and uh, I'd, of course I didn't drink any alcohol. I didn't drink alcohol uh, because of the psoriasis. So I I had pain the whole way to to Israel, and then when we come uh, landing on in in Tel Aviv on the airport, then suddenly all my pain, all my illness was gone. I was healed as soon as we landing in Israel. But I was still weak. Uh, but all the pain and bleeding was gone. And uh, and then uh, uh, we installing us at the hotel, and those uh, leaders of the church, they have the most fancy hotel. But I I pay for the lowest cost hotel as I didn't have so much money as they have uh, and so but it was a fancy hotel I, I was in and it was a Jewish hotel so all uh, it was in Sabbat it was the electricity was not there in the hotel but the they, it was a little fake because the electricity in the big area in the hotel was it. So I saw that it's coming Jewish young people and eat. Uh, the hotel had a restaurant and they eat there in Sabbath. And uh, I know it already that... Uh, uh, they sh 
real orthodox Jewish, and this was orthodox Jewish young man with girlfriends. Uh, they uh, can't go away from their home in Sabbath. They have to uh, only six meter uh, from the house, but they uh, fake in many of those orthodox Jewish so they let someone else be in their home instead of them and they think that's okay but you know God see everything so he has he saw that and and uh, God my where I go God is with me and see what I see and I saw those people go going away and sitting and eating electricity with those big hats they had and uh, electricity and everything. But, uh, but the elevator, for example, it was like uh, uh, not really in electricity, it was manual done. So it, uh, not many were in the elevator. They knew that, so they didn't go there. It took too long time to to go with the elevator when it was handled manual, and um, and it was a a, a store to buy many expensive things in in the hotel and uh, but uh, I find out that uh, the electricity the cord the input in the wall it's the same as in Sweden that's very nice for me it's not American style or English style it's like we have in Sweden, so I didn't need to have any extra uh, tool with me to put in electricity in the wall. Uh, so, and uh, the first evening we didn't do much more than check out, uh, we eat food in the evening and um, we walk around a little a group of people so I was uh, was uh, around that area and uh, then uh, when I should sleep I was on the fourth floor like that high up in in the center of Jerusalem and 2011 was it and uh, they have just built this uh, local train this uh, subway train just so it was uh, in that week where when I was staying in in the hotel that they open up uh, that line to go. But I never have uh, traveled with it.
it's very hard because it's uh, it says in in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv it says uh, in Hebrew and in Russia no English so it's very hard to know where are you going so I never travel with them uh, but I have traveled with bus um, so before I go to bed I was standing in the window and look out in, in Jerusalem and I couldn't believe I was in Jerusalem and uh, it it was uh, dark uh, and it was l much light outside but I was over very high over the street line uh, on the ground so and uh, when I should just when I should lay down in the bed I saw a light a light in in the air and I know it didn't come from the outside because I was so high up so no lights was there uh, outside to could come in in the room and then also it was standing um, furniture uh, uh, that hide hide uh, the light so the light come from nowhere and it was red red light like what I was talking about with that pastor about the red text and uh, the red the red it was num a number and it says 21 and I knew like I, I do today with the spirit things that I know already what it is I knew it was in my Bible the text the 21 uh, text should I read so I counted those red text and I'd be surprised when I come to 21 it was when when Jesus with this uh, woman that have had bleeding for 12 years she come to to Jesus and uh, and you know that uh, it's if you understand this that a woman in that time she couldn't go around the men it was the men was first and the women was far behind it they couldn't they were not equal with the men so what she did was very special that she she crawling on the ground for to reach on this um, tassel that uh, it's um, they have that uh, in the clothes uh, down at, to the ground it's like prayer uh, different prayer in those 
tassel those hanging there and she was reaching for that uh, one of the prayer that he had and he and Jesus felt it and she say that and Jesus say that because of of your faith you will be healed he said to her and that was like he was talking to me about my psoriasis and um, and it uh, and then uh, I, I fall to sleep and next day we should travel and uh, I'm Swedish and uh, it's only we Swedish people and uh, the Russia people and and Chinese people we were the only one that was walking the American people the tourist people in Israel they go with the bus the whole way but we were pilgrim walking so we didn't we had bus when traveled far away but then they they stop at the parking lot and then we have to walk and uh, it was very hard in the beginning for me and uh, people in the group it was most people was around 30 years old so they they were good fit to could walk long distance and they have to wait for me because i was weak and hard and it was it's about uh, over 90 degrees 100 degrees when we walking so it was very hard for the body for even for young people uh, but we have much to drink water to drink and the wait for me and we were up to uh, north of Israel we were to the Dead Sea and we were to the, those uh, historical places biblic places and um, and we and I I tried to to come to could heal a person in uh, in Jerusalem and I, I we were going away from Jerusalem and had a hotel uh, up in Haifa in the north and uh, I was thinking I can never get anyone to to be that I can heal I want to heal in Jerusalem as Jesus was healing in Jerusalem and just on that limit city limit out from Jerusalem we stopped so it was on this 
some steps left to go out from Jerusalem. And uh, I was tired to go into those church buildings, so I didn't go in a church building. And I was a little sad that I had not could do any healing in Jerusalem. So I sit and wait for the group to come back from the church building. And uh, a man come and sit down with, at my, my side and we start to talk a little. And then he said that he had a very serious illness, like, uh, like cancer style and something. I don't remember really what it was, but it was serious condition he had. That's why he he also wanted to sit with me. And I say that I, I can help you. So I, I lay my hand on him and he say that, that he was healed. And I'd be so happy. It was so perfect. It's amazing that it was just when I gave up, then it happened. So it's not to give up. It can happen. I was not out from Jerusalem city limit when it happened. And then when we come to Capernaum, where Jesus was also healing people. And uh, I was so sick. Uh, we should, uh, the other people in the group, they lay in a tent. <coughs> but I was so sick in my body, so they let me sleep in, in a house, in a small house with a real bed and I had a woman with me that also had a bed to sleep in and before she fall to sleep she said that she had so very much pain and she was so sick and she thought that she should not could walk with us next day and uh, so I say to her that uh, I can lay a hand on you and heal you I say to her and she let me because she was so much pain and weak and uh, the next morning we were uh, coming together gathering in uh, Capernaum in where those uh, the rest of of church where Jesus was walking around there uh, in in that uh, buildings that was not there anymore but uh, it had been when Jesus was there and uh, and then uh, the pastor said that we that uh, you had said that to that woman that we maybe have be forced to 
take you back to Jerusalem and let you stay there because you can't go with us. And the woman said, no, it's no problem anymore. I I was healed in Capernaum. Jesus healed me in Capernaum, she said. She didn't say that I lay hand on her. But uh, everyone was so thankful for Jesus to have healed that woman. And she was like a new person. And she walked with us the rest of the days. And um, so I, I find out that that pastor they had, he, he's, he was very famous. He was on television and everyone, every time in interviews about the church, he was there. He was, I didn't know when I look for, for a group of people to travel to Israel that it should be he that should be the leader for the group. And uh, I, I tried to talk to him about that uh, God come come home to me and uh, make me not make a suicide and instead follow him. And I was in the United States and, and I told a little and he he only laughed at me and he said that's not true, it's a lie. And he said very bad things about me. And then when we go to the Dead Sea, we stop at the shop. And it was like Arabic shop and it was souvenirs for people to buy that were had with the Dead Sea to do. And I, I say to the the pastor that was laughing about me, I say, I will see, I don't have any towel with me. I didn't know that we should uh, go and bath in Dead Sea, so I need to have a towel, towel with me. I will see what, if they have a towel to, to sell here in the store. And he laughed at me and he said, oh, you can ask your God, your God. They always say that, those crazy leaders that doesn't understand that you should not laugh about people when they say, it's like I did, you should not, not laugh about, uh, they said bless me to, to do this. And uh, he laughed at me, and I go to the uh, the counter to that man, um, and uh, in the store, and I ask him if they have a towel to buy, and he have a towel under the cashier, and he took a, a white towel and uh, sell it to me.
And it was not a, a tower I could see. There was no, nothing in the store. But he had it under the, the desk and uh, the counter. And so I go and uh, show the pastor. They had a towel here in the store. So God gave me a towel. And he'd be very surprised when I show him. You say that, that, uh, that uh, there was no. But God knew they had a towel for me. And um, so, but what I come to know, uh, because God wanted me to travel in 2011, it was because when we come back from Israel, I heard on the news that this pastor, he had converted to the Catholic Church. So he he is a pastor now in Catholic Church. Uh, so it was his last time he traveled to Israel as a, a pastor for a Pentecostal church. And that's why God told me to to travel to Israel because he knew, of course, God knew that I should travel with this pastor and that I should test him how he was when I told him that God come home to me in year 2000. And so... I feel sorry for the pastor that he was so ignorant and laughing at me and make a joke about me. And uh, he don't let those people in the church talk to me, be with me. And so it was like I, I was traveled by myself. And then it was a woman that was stealing money from me. And... She did say that she didn't have any money and we were thirsty and should buy something to drink. And I said, you can, you can get money from me. And I gave, I didn't have small, small money, so she got a big bill from me. And she never paid back. Until I, one morning I said to her in front of all the people, uh, where is the money that you should pay me back? And then she be scared, so she gave me back the money. I didn't really need the money uh, because I had lots of money in Israel, but, but uh, I, I think it's wrong to to steal so I have to say tell her and uh, and she and she also steal when we were in the bus and we went away from the bus and then uh, when I come into the bus uh, my 
my water I had bought, the bottle of water was gone. And then uh, I have some uh, like this wet uh, small towels to clean you up with. It was gone. And uh, I asked the driver if he had seen this. This was something that the driver didn't need to steal it. It was no expensive things. It, so I thought he should find it. And we looked around and we didn't find it. But the last day when we traveled with the same bus, then suddenly I find those things, my things in the seat. It was laying there. Uh, so it was something that she took away only for a time and, uh, and like power, control. She gave me back when I don't need it anymore because it was the last day. Uh, so that's uh, it was uh, 2011 was that I should go visit Israel because I should meet this Pentecostal pastor that converted to Catholic Church to test him and then uh, also to find out that they speak very good English in in Israel, so I didn't need to know Hebrew. And and then uh, those two other times I was in Israel, it was for something. It was not that go to Israel and then be there. It was work I had to do for God. In God's will. So the the second time was 2013. And I was only in uh, Tel Aviv. I was not, not around Israel. I had already been there first time. I had been to all kind of places in Israel. So I didn't need that. And the second time God said that to me to travel to Israel. Then uh, I was I was thinking I should find the, the Kabbalah, the, the belief of Kabbalah. There is a center in Tel Aviv, a Kabbalah center. But I never find it. And on my way to find where it was, I come to to their synagogue, to the the big old synagogue. That I think it's closed now. But I walk in there, and I I, I didn't know it was a a guard outside, and I asked him if I could come in, but I didn't have any anything to put on my head. I say to him, can I go anyway into the synagogue? And he say it was okay. 
So I went into the synagogue and I didn't know how it looked like. And uh, it came a woman and met me. And I said, I don't have anything on my head now. But she said, it's okay, it's okay, you can come in anyway, she said. And she took me to the rabbi. And the rabbi welcomed me and he said that I'm on my way to do a prayer now. So I want you to come with me and I will... And we can pray together, he said to me. And it's the chief commander of the, all, all the rabbis in Israel. He was the highest rabbi in Israel. So he was really the man I should test. And, uh, and we, uh, we sit in the... It's like a, a square. It's like a, a, a area in the synagogue where the rabbis is sitting, all the men is sitting. And I'd be surprised because he took me into that area. And we sit down and he prayer in Hebrew and then in English. And and then I, when I come back to Sweden, I, I look uh, who was this rabbi I met. And then I saw that he was the sh chef, uh, chief, manager, the boss, highest for all rabbis in, rabbi in uh, Israel. But then... Uh, Two three months later, he he was uh, kicked out from that church, from the synagogue, because he, he, it was something with money to do. He had stolen money or something, and I don't know if it was something that uh, God saw him do and what why I should meet him and and when and just after he he left everything um, so um, it was to meet him and then was it also that I come in February 2013 and that was um, there was the Purim uh, feast that I should see that God wanted me to see. I didn't know that. Uh, I think it was funny with all this masquerade uh, people that uh, boys that look like girls like that and it was not disturbing because I knew it was a feast in the whole Tel Aviv. And it, today I know, uh, I know that uh, Tel Aviv is, is not uh, really a holy place. It's where the economy is and they want it 
to be to be the capital they don't want to have nothing with Jerusalem to do it's where the homosexual people live uh, in Israel uh, and it's, it's not a nice city but I didn't know in 2013 it was like that but then I realized it because I was walking around in that time and then I come to a big square where it was orthodox Jewish people and they have a party there and they had vodka bottles in their hand and they were drinking drinking and they were so drunk and they were dancing on the table and screaming and they were such a crazy and I said I was thinking those orthodox Jewish I, th- I didn't know that they were drinking so much they were crazy crazy drunk it was not one glass it was real vodka bottles and I didn't know that in Purim is it like that for those orthodox Jewish that it's one day at a year when they can go wild drinking and these things only to see how it is to be in the world to to get a hint of what's going on in the world I think it's very crazy I'm sorry but for me is it weird to to find it out because it can easily be that one day can be many days it can be a, a very devastating bad life for these people you should never drink like uh, some people drink beer and wine but I don't drink anything and I should not do it today even if I didn't have psoriasis and a bad body I should not do it I was uh, talking about bad body it was in 2011 when we were walking in pilgrims walk those two last days we were walking around Uh, it was so fun because the the leaders of the group they ask where is Eva where is she they ask around and I say I'm standing here with you I say to the leaders and they be so surprised because I was one of the first to come to the goal to I was so fast the two last days because I was healed and got my strength back and they'd be surprised but when I come back home I I get it back my pain and 
illness. I was only healed that time in Israel. But then 2015 I got the medicine that I have today that make the psoriasis go away from me. And uh, I am better now. And uh, no pain. I have no pain at all. Uh, and um, I have no painkiller. It's the medicine I get for Stellara, if you know that medicine I have. So that's uh, 2013, it was to meet this rabbi and then also to see how awful this Purim uh, feast is and God saw it also together with me. So uh, uh, I learned how, how much fake it is. It, they are not so religious as it looked like. Some maybe are, but very many are cheating. They don't do this Sabbath. And um, so, uh, and then 2016 that I have talking about that God told me to visit this man, the Israel leads Samarian leader in Holon in in Israel in. It's uh, outside Jerusalem and uh, it's the people. And uh, when I was in Jerusalem, uh, I got also from God that I should go visit a museum. And in the museum, I heard God telling me that I should do a DNA test. And that's what's going on just now with this DNA test. Now in February 2022, I wait for for the DN, my second DNA test to come through. And it is an empty DNA test. That uh, means that they only uh, target my mother's side of the DNA to see because I have always, I, I have been thinking that uh, my mother doesn't look Swedish. She was uh, with uh, black hair and uh, green brown eyes and she she laughed and joked about her nose was so big and she said it's it's from the France people she said <laughs> and laugh about her nose and she didn't like it um, so she did she didn't look Swedish and then when I I got the DNA result in in the end of uh, 2016 
in the, but maybe was in, maybe 2017, January, February, like that. And then I saw 25% Jewish DNA do I have. And that is more than 25 because to live in Sweden for 200 years ago, you, they had to convert to Lutheran church. You couldn't live as Jewish in Sweden for 200 years ago. So those, those Jewish people have been Swedish and they changed their names also. And they, they come into this name system we have in Sweden in, in the past. We don't have it today that, that the child, if the father's name is Jacob, for example, then the, 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 the kids of that father that have the name Jacob, their sure name, their la last name will be Jakobsson. Or if it's from Denmark, Jakobsen. And now it's a spirit answer me when I talk about the sure name. <laughs> it's something very strong come here. Uh, that's... Uh, it means this is Jack, Jacob's son. Or if he have Abraham as his first name, the, the children will have the short name, the last name, Abraham's son. Abraham's son. The son of Abraham. So it changed to be Swedish. So those uh, Jewish sure name last name uh, in many cases doesn't exist anymore. So you can't tell of their names that they are Jewish. So, so the 25% is much more than 25%. So this is what I try to find out. Uh, with uh, my DNA and then also because my mother's line is very strong in Jewish and I'd be so surprised that my father was also Jewish I didn't know that uh, but my mother is very strong and she reached her DNA reached into the the English royals and Denmark. Our king is is related to the Danish royals, and uh, all royals are are related to each other. So my mother's line is very much Jewish, and much royals. So I, it's so historical. So it's it's in the books. If you have, if you are coming from farmers, a normal, ordinary farmer, for example, 
they are not written up. It was um, uh, they started to write in church books when someone was born, and it started sixteen hundred fifty. Uh, they started, but before that, it's not known. These people, if they were not historical value on them, uh, like royals or nobles or someone that had traveled uh, far away and investigate and invest things, then you know their names. But those other people you don't know. And uh, I hope uh, I, this spirit is very fast in what this. It's a man coming and he's really tall. He showed me. But I don't see his face like that. He only is the size, the form of him, that I know it's a man. And he is, it's, he's uh, 300 years uh, back, so it's from very old time. That's why he, he react on me saying this with a, that the Jewish people couldn't live in Sweden. He was before, before they come to Sweden and lived, before they had to, that they had to convert. But I didn't do it, he said that, I didn't convert to come. He said that he traveled travel in and out in Sweden, he never stay here in Sweden. He did his job to deliver his work, but he he was, was in his own country like Germany and did his work and then he delivered only the work. To royals, and uh, and then they uh, he marry into the royal family. He say, and uh, he say that he he what he's saying now is that he say that it's uh, coming back those. Uh, rules, those limits to people. It will come limits of your freedom, he say. It's uh, it's going back to the same as it was in my time when we couldn't we couldn't uh, live in Sweden but it can be uh, other countries also, but he said that it's gonna be like that, that you have to convert to could live in the country and he 
make me think about uh, Muslims that it's be like converted converted Muslims into the, the Swedish church system to be Christian even if they come as Muslim but they can't stay that's what he says it's, uh, it's groups it's groups that want it to be like that in Sweden. There is this. They think they are good in that way that they they accept Muslims into Sweden if they convert to be Christian. That's a, what's what's going to happen. We have election in Sweden this year. So it is realistic what he's saying that is going to be the same thing because those Nazist group they say they don't say they are Nazist but their their ground the base, basic basement where they're coming from was Nazist people and they are still Nazi people and that's <laughs> you know he's a spirit he can spy on them if, if he want and he have and he know that these people want can accept a Muslim person if it's convert to Christianity and you know they are not stupid Muslims so they can say they convert and stay in Sweden and uh, and be Muslim but they have to hide hide that they do Muslim things so it's very sad but <coughs> That was what targeted him to come through here. It was not about the names really. It was about the converting that I talk about. That make him come here. So it was short. That's good because I'm out of time. But I always make time. For the spirit to come and talk. But he was short. This time. So thank you for listen, And I hope you listen more. And the, the, these long episodes. It can be a value for you to listen at them. So I hope you do it. And not only the short episodes I, I have done. Thank you and God bless you. God love you and I love you too.